Welcome to the One Right Church podcast, where we will discuss what it's like to believe that you attend the only right church. My name is Mark Shaw, and I spent the first 45 years of my life in the Followers of Christ Church in Oregon City, believing I was in the One Right Church. Our hope is that by simply sharing our story, that we would urge people to look to the Bible for answers instead of their religious traditions. We want to encourage people to trust in Jesus for their salvation and not in attending the One Right Church. Let's get started. Hey, Scott. How you doing, Mark? Good, good. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Good. Well, I thought uh, it would be a good idea to just kind of thank the people. We've had a few interviews lately. We've had some people come on, and I just kind of want to thank them for doing that and just acknowledge that I know that it's not an easy thing to do. Well, I think it's been fun, too, to see people respond positively to those interviews. Yeah. You know, it's not just you and me going blah, 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 right? right? But there, <laughs> there are some other people who have real-life uh, experience with this, and they uh, have shared, and we're grateful and uh, respect them for it, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I, one of the hard things about it is there's there's kind of an unwritten kind of a code of silence at the followers where we're... Did you, did you say code of silence or well, cone of silence? Cone, no. Not cone of silence. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, no. that, oh, that's from uh, Get Smart. Okay. Anyway, uh, the cone of silence is <laughs> um, probably code is better. Yeah. Probably code of silence is what you meant. Sorry. <laughs> that about is that. what I meant. Yes. All right. uh, but it's it's just this idea. I mean, I think I think everybody's. You could look at any. Uh, you could look up any religious group, especially like a closed religious group like followers, mm-hmm. and you could find uh, disgruntled ex-members that are out saying, you know, just trying to disparage the place or say all kinds of things about their experience. I don't know if they're true or false or if they're just, you know, bitter or disgruntled. Like They I sound said. bitter and disgruntled yeah. a lot of times. You're right. Yeah, and I want to make sure that this doesn't sound like that. I mean, I've... Yeah really tried to do that. Um, I think you've done a good job. And I think our people we interviewed did a good job too. I mean, yeah. we're not, nobody's trying to say bad about uh, anybody. We're just trying to uh, kind of talk about what's really there and what their experience really was. So, Right. Right. Yeah. It's, I think the, the expectation from people who are still there and from my experience, if, if someone, when they left, when I was still there, if someone would have left and went on the news or voiced an opinion on something, I I always would have just assumed that they're going to air all the dirty laundry or something like that. And um, so I know that that's probably, that assumption's probably still there. And and I just know that's a hard thing to to overcome for those people to, to come on and, and share their stories. So I really appreciate it. But um, I, I, I got to thinking though about that, the, the secrecy of, of a place like this, like just that expectation to begin with that you, that you don't talk about it. It, it just got me thinking about clear back to my childhood where that was, that was something that I was specifically told you don't talk about church to. So you're like sent off to school and told yeah, that? Is yeah. That public kind of school. Or, okay. Yep. Public school and do not talk to teachers about our church. Do not talk to counselors about our church. Um, 
basically ma- making sure that I knew uh, that there was danger in doing that, that, that they would um, possibly say something that would get you to doubt uh, your, your beliefs mm-hmm. or um, they wouldn't understand. But it's, uh, that was something that I dealt with from a really young age. So the, the danger was that it would plant a seed of doubt in you? Or, I mean, in other words, the danger was toward the person who would do the sharing, not toward the church at large. Yeah, I think it was, I, I think so. I mean, okay. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't told that I well, would yeah, hurt the church kid, by right? doing yeah. that. Yeah, but yeah. I, was, I, I got the impression that the danger was for me, that it, it was dangerous for me to do that. And so I was told, even if, even if a teacher asks you about it, you tell them, I don't want to talk about church at school. This is private. Um, and you need to talk to my parents about it was what I was told. Like, I don't, I don't remember a teacher ever asking me anything about it, but I was told before I went and prepared for this, if it does happen. Do you think anybody ever talked to a parent? Not me or yours, but anybody's, I mean, Probably. I mean, there was just, there were so many of us. I Just by oh. sheer odds, probably somebody did. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'd, I don't know. Um, when I got older, I did have a couple of conversations with teachers at school. But as a young kid, I was just terrified that anybody would ask me about it. Like mm-hmm. I, that is not something I wanted to deal with. Um, part of it is I didn't, didn't know what to tell them. Like you're, you're at a church where there's no leadership where there's no there's no real teaching there's no teaching yeah yeah no agreed upon doctrine yeah no written down doctrine so what what do you believe that you don't have an you really don't have an answer for that right right okay well that yeah and then so that also it made me afraid of of questions in general of anybody now i mean you get a little old now you're you're working or you're whatever playing basketball or whatever you you don't want people asking you questions about it. And, and we got plenty of those from kids at school. You know, why, why do they call you the kissers? You know, mm-hmm. it, well, we greet with a holy kiss. Well, why do you do that? Well, it says it in the Bible, I think. It was probably my answer as a kid, you know. <laughs> and, um, and that usually stopped those questions, um, mm-hmm. and that was enough. Um, you know, why, what was, uh, oh, why no, don't you go to doctors? Right. Why don't, that was... That was the main one. Why don't you go to doctors? Well, we put our we put our faith in man. We put our faith in God rather than man for mm-hmm. our healing. Now, was okay. that your answer, or yeah. were, was did you somehow defer yeah. the answer to somebody else? No, that that would be my answer because okay. I didn't want to say I don't know. You know, right? I, yeah. I and I I wasn't really wanting to say it's none of your business either. That felt and you didn't want. I mean, yeah. you didn't want to talk about it, but you, that is the answer. Right. I mean, that was the answer that you would have given. The, right. I mean, that we put our faith in God rather right. than man for healing. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a real answer. It wasn't like, yeah, here's the, here's the canned speech you're supposed to give. Or right. right. No, that was the real answer. Where it got complicated was they said, but, but you go to the dentist and you go to the eye doctor. And that's where I, I got a lot like, uh, yeah. And I had no answer for that. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, um, it reminds, I may have talked about it on here before, but I had some neighbors where I live now come and ask me. Uh, I had another neighbor that 
uh, goes to followers, move into the neighborhood. And I had had a good relationship with the neighbors. So these two men, older men, come over and ask me, what's the deal with this guy? Oh, you know, he goes to your church, right? And I said, yeah, he does. And I said, well, I asked him why he doesn't go to the doctor. And he just said, you wouldn't understand. And the guy was really upset about it. It sounded really arrogant to him. It mm. sounded like... And the reality is probably wouldn't understand. In other yeah. Words, yeah, like, I, you're not going to get this. Yeah. 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 But the what I realized is when when that's our answer, it's because we we don't understand. We don't know how to explain why we do what we do. And so I, I, and I just told them that. I said, the truth is... He doesn't understand. Mm, and, that's probably true. And he said, well, why don't you go to the doctor? And at that time, I said, well, I've, I've never had to, was what I was able to say at that time. Like, I've, I've been healthy. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so, yeah, it's just those questions just got, with no real, real biblically backed understanding of why we did it, it was really hard to have those conversations. So you just wanted the questions to, you wanted to avoid them. You just, and, and it just made you more secretive. It, like, it's secretive partly because you wanted to avoid the question. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. For me it was, um, yeah. I, I mean, I've said on here before, I think that I, I used to tell people I lived in Gladstone or Portland just because I didn't want to run the risk of them making the connection. If I said Oregon city, like I, I, I went that You were far. sure they would just jump right on that and say, oh, you're... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because in my world, we, we were central to everything. I mean, it was... Oregon mm. City meant followers of Christ Church to me. So mm. I, I just Interesting. thought... Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, but... Maybe I should ask you a question about that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, don't ask. Maybe, yeah, no, no questions. Yeah. No, this... Um, but we had all these things... And, and as it got secretive with, with the world and we don't want to answer their questions, uh, it also kind of came around to where you didn't even ask your parents questions about it anymore. Like it, it got... Well, they didn't want you asking them. That was yeah. one of the first things that we talked about yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. You, you know, they didn't want you asking those questions. They discouraged you right. asking questions. Right. So if you don't ask the questions, you're not going to get the answers. So you can't pass the answers on to somebody else. Right. Right. Well... What was interesting to me too, as I was looking looking into this over the past few years of what made us different than everybody else, the the more I looked, the more I saw that there were way more groups. Like, I mean, if it's just we greet with a holy kiss and the women wear dresses to church and uh, we don't go to the doctor, uh, there there are groups that do all of those things that are not the followers of Christ church. There are mm -hmm. other groups. They, they might not do all of them together, but it can't just be those things. It really got whittled down to what, what made us different was just that we had Walter. It kind of came back to that leadership. That was the only thing that separate, because we came from other followers of Christ churches in Idaho. And, and they weren't the one right church? No, they were, they were not. So as soon as Walter, or the, I don't remember the history exactly, Walter led the separation, right? It was, yes. I, I mean, or I don't know it exactly either, but he definitely was the one leading the Oregon City Church. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that, 
Interesting. For sure. So, and, and that's what made it the One Right Church. Yeah. Not that, the fact you did all those other things, what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. It, okay. And so how do you, it, you know that's where the conversations are going to go, and how do you tell somebody that, that this is what makes us the One Right Church is this leader that we had well, up especially until for 1969. You. Yeah, yeah, especially for you because you'd never met him, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I died before I was born, but that's what... That's why I didn't want the conversations to, to go there. That's why I didn't really want to talk about uh, church at all. But it was, it was more than that for, for, my, for my mom, at least. She was the one that talked to me about it the most, okay. and she was the one warning me not to talk to teachers. For her, it was a fear of me hearing something different. It was getting somebody planting that seed like you talked about earlier and making me question more. And that that's what she was warning me about and why you just keep it to so yourself. It really wasn't that they wouldn't understand. Right. It was that it would plant a seed in you that you then may not understand and you might follow up on and you might doubt and all those right. things. Okay. Right. And it just gets you further from the middle, which is where you want your kids is in mm -hmm. the middle. And so... It's yeah. Just to stay in the middle, you have to not ask questions. Yeah, basically. you do. Yeah, you have to not ask questions. Yeah, hmm. and wow. it's just it's interesting to me because I got to a point where I was wondering if we are the one right church, if if we are the place to be, and these this is people's only way to heaven is through this church. Why aren't we? Why are we keeping it a secret? Why aren't we telling people about it? Um, Jesus talks about his followers being a city on a hill that you, that you can't. Uh, how does it? How does it say that? Um, you're the light of the world. You're the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to the whole house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And I was thinking, we, we're hiding this. Essentially, you're putting it in a basket. Yeah. The basket of the cone of silence. The there we go. <laughs> I still don't get the reference. Oh, I'm I'll, sorry. I'll it's, look it up later. Oh, I'll, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Mm. But well, yeah. Hopefully somebody will, or it would yeah. be like a terrible joke, right? <laughs> well, it, but it was, I mean, this was, I started thinking about this. And, and if you read... If you read the parable of the talents, and some are given two, some are given five, some are given ten talents, and I'm thinking, man, I've, I've been told what we've got is, this is the thing. This mm -hmm. is the talent, and we dig a hole I, and hide We it. go and bury it. Yeah, dig a hole and hide it, yeah. And I'm, man, it just seemed so different. It was really, it weighed heavy on me for a while, and I just... That, that, that you wouldn't talk about it way yeah. heavy on you? Yeah, it did. Like that you didn't have permission. Like, is that, I mean, so the that was one of your questions. Let me say it this way. That was one of your questions was, why can't, uh, why can't I talk about this with outsiders or with somebody else? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Or, or even with, I mean, at some point, why can't I even ask questions to my parents about it? Why is it bad to be... Mm. Asking questions. I want to know about this so we can tell people. And I mean, any 
anything else in your life, if you're up to something that you don't want people to know about, it's it's never a good thing, really. It's always like that. That's my experiment. Mark, like, well, I wouldn't know. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> well that's, I do. Yes, so I, I'm to say, I, I do too. You're right. Yeah, but but it just felt backwards to me. Like, why is why do we want to hide this? Why do we want to bury this talent? Why do we want to put this under a basket? Mm-hmm. And um, and it really, again, boiled back down to we don't have. Walter or someone with the same calling as Walter, we maybe we would if there was someone here who could baptize people or uh, who was preaching, but we that made it to where we couldn't we couldn't go do what what the Bible clearly tells us to do in sharing the good news about Jesus, and mm. so it was. Definitely something I have a lot of questions about. Well, it sounds like it goes back. I mean, we and, and again, now that we've been talking about this for a while and have talked about some of these things, mm-hmm. it goes back to the authority issue that there's nobody with a final authority to give the final answer. Yeah. And so you have to go back to, well, there was a guy who had a final answer. Yeah. And that's what I got. And so let's not talk about it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, so... I noticed as, as these things came up, the, the questions, the things you didn't want to talk about, I noticed that the harder that they were to explain, the more defensive people would get about it. And I'll give you an example. What, what I mean by that is I, I had a business partner at work. I was building houses, um, and I left followers. He was still there, so that pretty much meant we couldn't work together anymore, that he, okay. he couldn't work with me anymore. And so I had a realtor that was selling the houses that we were building together. Uh, my daughter and her husband, who were not part of our lives anymore once we left, decided to hire the realtor that I use to sell their house. They wanted to sell their house. Well, my realtor just kept coming to the office and, you know, two or three times would just tell me how cute my granddaughter was last night when she was going over the paperwork with the kid. And it was just breaking my heart. Oh. You know, it was terrible. And like the third time he said it, I finally just broke. And I said, I, I can't hear about this anymore. I just can't hear these stories. And, and I had to tell him why, because it just mm. made sense. This, this is what's happened recently. Oh, and so he didn't until then. He didn't know. He had no idea okay. because you don't, you don't talk about it. It's it's the, the code of silence. It's the yeah. <laughs> okay. Refrain. But no, it it was, was terrible. So so then what I got was my business partner. Then he was trying to sell his house too. Same realtor. Same realtor. Well, the realtor then asks him about it, starts talking to him about this. And I get my business partner come storming in the door, mad at me. Say, and what he said, he comes in and says, what do you got to tell Larry everything for? And I said, what, what do you mean? Uh, I said, all I did was tell him the truth. And he said, well, it's none of his business. And that's the kind of thing that mm-hmm. you, it, it, 
I'm the one that put him in a bad spot because I had to tell him, I can't listen to stories about my granddaughter that I can't see anymore. Mm. I, I just can't listen well, to And him. he volunteered it and he was making it your, I mean, yeah, he was the guy who was making it your business. I mean, it wasn't, yeah. you were sharing somebody else's business. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so, oh, that's rough, Mark. I'm I mean, sorry. There's, yeah. and there's other examples. There's uh, people who, I mean, best friends, sisters even, who would clean houses together. And they'd go to the same person's house and clean every week. One of them leaves followers, and now they can't clean that house together anymore. Well, the owner of that house wants to know what's going on. You know, why isn't Fair enough. this person here? And the person who's still at followers doesn't say won't, won't say. That, won't say. Won't say. Keeps yeah. it quiet. And finally... Uh, it gets back to the person how I don't, I don't remember how it went exactly, but they told them this is what happened and we can't. And, and the person that's still at followers is mad that you've told this person the truth. And now I look bad. And I just think that's what we, that's what I want people to think about is like, if, if the truth makes you look bad, you need to look at what you're doing. That, that's what I had to finally face. Like if, if someone telling the truth about what I'm doing or decisions that I'm making makes me look bad or makes me wish I didn't know I, that they didn't know that I'd made those decisions, man, just think about mm, the decision. That's yeah, that's, that's good advice. I mean, that's the advice that you would give like when you were keeping it a secret um, and afraid that somebody would know and you were, yeah. as a kid, you were doing something you shouldn't do. And same kind of advice for grownups, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's it's not uh, when you don't want to do that, when you don't want to feel bad about it, uh, when you, you don't want to say, I feel guilty about my decision. So you just say, well, that person shouldn't have known that. They didn't need to know that. It's It's none of their business. And you try to cut it off before it gets to that convicting point where you feel... Well, the thing is, like, it, what you've described, there's several instances in which mm -hmm. somebody did need to know it. Yeah. And that's the, I mean, that's the hard part, right? Yeah. You have, people can stay private, but sometimes people do need to know. Yeah. 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 So wow. it's, and then, you know, after you leave, you have conversations with family, maybe that's still there. If you're lucky, you get to have a conversation and, and I got to have one and my brothers have gotten to have one with my mom on, on occasion and. Um, it, it, you just ask that the question, like, mom, what, what is it? What is it that you place your hope in? And, and she holds the line. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to say, I don't have to talk about this. I don't have to talk about now. And I, what I didn't put together was we're now the people that you don't talk about it with. Like, even though we're still family, mother and right. son, right. Now I'm the people that you don't talk about it with. And it's like, man, this is, this is, that was a strange thing for me to, to be on the other it side. It didn't click. It, like I didn't realize that I was now in that position because mm. I wouldn't have thought of it either. Yeah. I don't suppose. And, but it, it did make me think of the, the scripture that um, when we think about not talking about it with anyone, um, it did make me think of the scripture in first Peter um, it 
It says, but even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them or be troubled, but in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. So I, I don't think we can say that I don't have to talk, I don't want to talk about it, or I don't have to talk about it. Um, well, in this First Peter verse suggests that, I mean, if you live your life in such a way, people are going to ask. Yeah. And if you live it in a unique way, uh, and you, you could say if you're in the One Right Church or yeah. if, if you are as a you know, uh, Jesus follower, you are different, mm-hmm. people are going to ask. Yeah. And that's, that's a natural result. So he just suggests here, do it with meekness and, or gentleness and respect. Be ready with gentleness and respect to give that answer, but but have an answer. Yeah. Don't dodge it. Don't say you won't under, you wouldn't understand or I don't have to answer that or any right. of those things. Just do it with gentleness and respect. Yeah, and it, it I'm glad you said it that way because it as I was thinking through this, I realized that I I didn't understand this verse. I think Peter's making an assumption. The people he's writing to, Jesus is their hope. He is the source of their hope and uh, I didn't understand this verse until Jesus was my hope. I, my hope was in my performance and the church that I went to and all this stuff. And You didn't have a reason. I didn't. Did you? For I the didn't. Hope. So, what, no. so that, I guess that's maybe why you would not want to answer the question is I yeah. don't have a reason, so I don't have, I, I'm just going to plead the fifth. Yeah. And that's really, I mean, if, if nothing else came out of this, if people would think about, think about it in that way. If, you'd, if you're not willing to give an answer for the hope that lies within you, please think about what is the hope that lies within you. Like, and do you have hope within yeah, you? You're right. Yeah. It's, so it's, I don't know. It's a, it's a hard thing to to try and figure out, but there is such freedom once once you truly do have your hope in Christ alone for uh, for all of your hope. It's there's a freedom in being able to answer that question and take whatever comes uh, from the person you're talking to, really. It's to have no fear of them. And if you give it with gentleness and respect, yeah. uh, I mean, they're not, it's yeah. not going to be personal at right. that point. Right. Yeah. So it's, I guess we kind of said it in a positive way there to, to think about where your hope is. I To say it in, I don't know if negative is the right way, but in, are you, what is the reason you don't want to talk about it? Are you ashamed of your beliefs? Because that's really where I got, is I, I, was, I was embarrassed that I didn't know. It, it, made, me, it made me feel dumb. It made me feel like oh. I couldn't. Um, and, and then why do you, why do you believe in, the, in something that you can't explain, that, that you don't even know why? So, and it, it just got me to a point where, I realize I have had my hope in the wrong thing, and then I was ashamed of that. And you know, we 
we don't want to have our hope in something that we're ashamed of, I guess. is And sure. Jesus brings up uh, in Luke 9, he said, For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. So I, the other important thing is, is for a long time in my life, we didn't talk about Jesus a lot, but I thought I thought that I was connected to him somehow because of going to the one right church. So if you, first of all, I wasn't just by going to the, I, I was not. Sure. So that's the important thing to think about too, is are you connected to Jesus? Mm-hmm. And, and if you are, and you're, and you're ashamed of your beliefs and what you're doing. You, that's not a good place to be. There's something wrong. There, mm-hmm. It's, it's a like I said, we spent three years there, after being a believer, but then still going there, and it was, it was completely separated for me at that point. Where where before, when I didn't know, I thought I was connected to Jesus, but it was tied to the church. That was a hard place to be, but it was really hard when now I was connected to Jesus, but I was still um, involved in this other belief system that that I was ashamed of, that I knew was not lining up with the Bible, at least the way I was doing it. It was not lining up with Scripture. Well, what didn't, what didn't change? What changed was that you then had hope in Jesus. Yeah. What didn't change was that you still could not explain yeah. why you were part of that church and what they believed and where that came from and you know why you did this or that. Right. And so you, you you know in some respect you added but you didn't replace. Right. Right. You know, and so you yeah. still struggled. It sounds like. Yeah. In a way, it became harder to explain why are you still mm-hmm. doing this. But yeah, it's. Um, like I said, it's it's just so much. There's such a freedom when you do. I love that you said replaced. When when you do replace what you have your hope in, if it's something lesser than Jesus, when you replace that with Jesus and put your hope in Him, there's such a freedom to talk about it. To I, I I'm happy to answer any questions now about what I used to believe. I mean, obviously we're doing a podcast about it, but there's a freedom in knowing, yeah, this is what I believe, but that's not where my hope is. And that's really what I want people to, to see and to think about is think about your beliefs. Why do you want to keep them a secret? And, and figure it out. That's, I mean, I think some of the message that you're trying to give is, do the work to figure it out. Yeah. And don't just sit back and say, you know, I I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. But but figure it out and and come up with a response. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not by any means out of bounds. Right. I mean, if you believed the earth was flat, I'd want you to be able to tell me. If you yeah. if you believe that a Chevy's better than a Ford, I'd want you to be able to tell me why. Right. And I'd probably ask you a question about all those things. Sure. And so I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to say, yeah, if you're going to believe something that has to do with uh, eternal salvation or your you know ultimate hope, yeah, 
that would be a good thing to be able to figure out and explain. Yeah, be able to say why. Right. And and be willing to talk about it. I, that's and that's yeah. really the that's you, that's true. You that's really good. Yeah, you will have that. You that is the freedom that I have is that not only am I willing to talk about the hope that lies within I want to talk about the hope that lies within me. I want people to ask me about Jesus now. Ask me about my beliefs now is uh, I I love that. Um but one of the songs that we would sing out there. We've talked about it on here before. We're going to talk about it in a little bit different way this time, but um, we were saying whosoever will. And before we talked about that as more of, it was odd to me that we would sing it as a church that no one could come to. Right. But um, it, the word still, if, if you're telling your kids, don't talk to teachers about this, don't talk to anybody else about your beliefs, just tell your neighbors it's none of your business, uh, things like that. And then you're going out and singing, whosoever heareth shout, shout the sound, spread the blessed tidings all the world around, tell the joyful news wherever man is found. That, that just is 180 degrees different than, than what we're talking about. Oh, that's true. And um, it's... The difference that I that I realize is it is that replacing your hope with Jesus because that's what you will go spread the blessed tidings. The blessed tidings are not, I found a good church for you to go to. I mean, that that's great if you find a good church for somebody to go to, but the blessed tidings that you're singing about is the gospel. It's the that there is hope, that there is forgiveness for your sin, that there is reconciliation with God. That's the blessed tidings. It's not we've found a good way of life where people do all the right things. It's mm-hmm. it's so much more than that. So Good. Uh, so whosoever will may come. Whosoever will That's may a good, come. Way, good place to leave it. All right. Well, hopefully this has been helpful. If you have questions or comments or a topic that you would like us to cover, you can reach us at comments at onerightchurch.com. And for more information, you can visit our website, www.onerightchurch.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.